there's a bit of wisdom that says we are our own harshest critics. I reckon that's mostly true. Folk tend to come down on themselves harder than they really deserve. Maybe it's better than ignoring your faults altogether. Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe it's not even for me to say. The point is, sometimes when all you can see is your mistakes, you miss the good you do along the way. Silway and her crew have been doing some good. If only they can see that. This is Multiclass Theater. Trevor Quest. The group of you are four days out of port. The seas have been calm, the wind strong, and it's been a peaceful voyage. As you find yourself just off the coast of Phineas's Point, in the northwest corner, if you will, of this continent. You've mostly kept to yourselves, uncertain as to what the future brings and really as to where you're going, but Captain Silway, you said sail west, and west you've sailed. The crew assumes you have a destination in mind that you haven't really told anybody yet, but Wedge and Biggs each morning ask you anew where we're going, boss, and each morning you wave them away with a, oh, just that way, but you've left the land behind. It's getting smaller and smaller. As you look back to the southeast, you can barely see it in the distance. And it's time for a decision. Do you keep sailing west into the unknown? Or do you have another destination in mind? I have another destination in mind. I'm sailing south along the coast. We are headed for quarter's end. So, you're standing on deck. Biggs and Wedge are attending to the sails. Zab, you're also on deck. As are you, Nimani. So wait, do you make this as a declaration, or do you quietly say? I believe she just instructs Biggs and Wedge to head south. But she has a, a plan in mind before they get before they get too close to, to land. She wants to have a conversation with Zebedine. Okay, well you still have uh, probably a good another day's sailing um, ahead of you. I think she wants to have the conversation when land is not in sight. <laughs> okay, well, now would be the time. Yeah, he's been mostly keeping to himself um, since since you got back on the ship. There's a, is there a captain's cabin in the ship? I forget. There is no cabin's, captain's cabin. <sighs> there are six individual cabins, and then there is a room, which would traditionally be the captain's cabin, but it's more communal. There's like a, a map table there. There's bookshelves. There's couches. I think she's going to send Wedge to summon Zebedine to the bow of the ship on, on the, at the front, which is where the bow is, I'm like 90% sure. Yes. So, Zebedine, you are doing what you're doing when a slender, scruffy-haired man walks up to you and says, Oh, good day there, uh, Mr. Zebedine. Uh, captain wants to see you up at the bow. Well, then I guess we'd uh, better not keep the captain waiting. Lead the way. It's it's right over there. Just go toward the front. Well, I, ship. I mean, if you if you I want me to I go mean, by I can myself, you and it's not really it's okay. Hard, yeah. but it's, it's Get right out of there. my way. <laughs> <laughs> and Zeb's Zeb's gonna walk. Wedge just kind of steps back and Over. lets you pass. 
So awkward. <laughs> Love those moments. <laughs> so when you get up the stairs to the bow, Silway is leaning against the, the railing of the, the the ship. Like, her back to the sea, the front? I don't know. She's facing towards you as you, as you approach. And got, has her arms crossed like she's impatient. Well, did you, uh, did you want something? We are long overdue for our conversation. Ah, I see. It does not surprise me. Right. You effectively told me, if I had to recall, that you want to murder my friend. I did not tell you that I wanted to murder your friend. Is that not what the bounty... Yes, well, your friend has a, has a mighty a large bounty on his head, and I was hoping to collect. Well, usually when a bounty is on someone's head, they're less concerned about where the body goes. So I, I assume you're trying to decapitate my friend? Regardless, you mean him harm. Hold on. Do, do I look like the sort of person who prefers decapitation over, over other methods? Absolutely, yes. Well, I've never had somebody say that to me before. <laughs> uh, we're getting lost in semantics here. The point is... You mean harm to my friend, and you are currently a guest on my ship. And I am wondering why I should allow you to continue sailing closer to the person that you want to, uh, what do we say, collect on a bounty for? Well, that does leave us in a, in a bit of a dilemma, doesn't it? It does indeed. You say this fella is your friend. Yes, he is my friend. Were you uh, at all involved in his crimes? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> okay, well, I admire your forthrightness. Unfortunately, there's a, the bounty's only on him. And why is that exactly? And also, who gave you the bounty? Well, normally, a bounty hunter client confidentiality would apply here, and I would be remiss in telling you. But seeing as it is posted on pieces of parchment all over town... The, uh, I believe it's the, the detective constable of, uh, of Nightfall has oh, managed that to guy. put together some funds. Ugh. That guy whose name I totally remember, but I can't actually remember what the hell his name is. I do not know his name, uh, but, but detective constable, I think, is fine. For, for the record, um, I did not give him a name, <laughs> having done research to try to figure it out. I just called him the Detective Inspector. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Detective Constable is totally I, fine. I may be getting that wrong. It, it may be that his his actual title is Detective Inspector, but his first name is Constable, <laughs> and so I was uh, I was completing oh. the two. Perfect problem solved. <laughs> yes, I remember meeting Constable or Connie, as I call him. It's, <laughs> Talk about parents who want you to be something when you grow up. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I love the name that his name is Detective Constable. That's perfect. <laughs> Detective Inspector Constable. Uh, Constable. <laughs> it's oh, a good first name, perfect. you know, if you don't it's, have the title. It's canon now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So this is, uh, this is an official bounty. City, I, I assume he's acting as an agent of the City of Nightfall. Well, I would presume so. I think otherwise somebody would have noticed all the signs mm. and uh, and uh, had a problem with it. Interesting. I wonder, I wonder who exactly runs Nightfall. She gets a faraway look on her face like she's pondering some 
political machinations at the moment. Are you okay, Captain? You, uh... Sorry, I was just, um, plotting. Um, ah. so you intend to find Mr. Rotan and bring him to justice? Well, let's say that was my, uh, my original plan, but, um, things have gotten a bit more complicated, have they not? They have gotten complicated. Tell me, why are you accepting this bounty? Is it just money? Oh, yes, it would just be the money. How much money is it? Well, I believe it's uh, a thousand gold pieces if uh, if he's brought in alive. A thousand gold pieces? What if I paid you more? Well, now, that is an interesting proposition. How much more are you proposing? Oh, how does two thousand sound? Sounds like a might more than one thousand. Two thousand gold pieces and... I would like an informant. I would like you to like you to work for me. Well, okay. Now, now this is this is the ranch in the works because I was uh, I was feeling pretty good about the about the two thousand. But what uh what exactly are we we talking about in terms of informant? Well, I assume you're not the only bounty hunter. Well, as I said, those signs were posted all over town, so I, I do expect word to get around. And I, I imagine you run in bounty hunter circles. You have bounty hunter friends who know about other bounty hunters who and what bounties they're currently seeking and where they might be. We aren't really much of a fraternity. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. That means you won't mind betraying them. Uh, well, <laughs> now that that's a tricky business because... Uh, it does kind of run against my personal code of ethics. Which is, you're fine with murder, but you're not okay with um, deception? Well, I am not generally okay with murder. I feel that's a very sweeping statement. I mean, murder in cases where it is required in purposes of self-defense and in terms of justice, yes, I do feel that, that those might be necessary applications of the murder description. Uh-huh. Self- self-defense justice and money or do you feel rotan deserves to be brought to justice oh well i wouldn't be in this business if it wasn't for the money because then it wouldn't be business would it the money we've already established the money i i i have i have money i will give you money to call off your search but i want more than just money i want i want to know who else is searching for him for us well, I'm not sure I can give you that information, mainly because I just don't know that many of the bounty hunters. Mm. Well, I mean, there was there was this one uh, one one uh, rabbity looking fella uh, named uh, Sammy Two Hops that uh, I, I I talk with at length. One time, ran into in a tavern. <laughs> But I gotta say, because of our line of work, we just aren't too friendly with each other. Hmm. Very well. Makes a dangerous line of work a bit more dangerous. I mean, we'll we'll do team ups. You understand? So, well, right. Well, then let's see here. I pay you. You do not call. You not do not seek after Rotan. And you stay on my ship, where I can keep an eye on you until we reach our destination. Uh huh. And uh, and if I continue working for you, is that a potentially lucrative arrangement? Well, let's just say this. Uh, about a year or so ago, I was an orphan. Not an orphan. Um, about a year ago. <laughs> he doesn't know. You can, you can say whatever you want. Fine. About an orphan, a year ago. And then they came back. <laughs> about a year ago, I was living on the streets of Nightfall. And now I own this ship. And I have enough gold to throw around to call out bounties. 
and I'm just one of, oh, let's say, five members of my party. And uh, this was all acquired in a legal wish fashion. It felt legal to me, yes. <laughs> for certain definitions of legal. Sure. Seems legit. Well, I suppose that's good enough for me for now. I think we have an arrangement. All right. uh, he, sp- he spits into his palm and then offers, offers out his palm to shake. She looks at it very warily. Why did you spit on your hand? It's just spit. How about you wipe that off first? <laughs> we could pinky swear if you like. Did you spit on your pinky? I haven't heard of that being done before, but... <laughs> <laughs> Look, what what kind of... Do you have a way that you like to, to seal the deal when you make agreements? Verbal agreements? Or should we write it up? I could write something up. A verbal agreement is usually all I go with. My word is my bond. All right, very well. All right, then we are agreed. We are agreed. Two quarters and we go. Following your business deal, there's a sort of lessening of tension on the ship. So, um, also, while you've been on the journey, Dookie has mostly been keeping to himself. You've spotted him on deck a few times, sewing and patching his filthy tunic. Um, But for the most part, he seems content to just relax out on the ocean. So wait, let me ask you a question. Have you been going down to see Trevor at all, or are you staying away from Trevor? I think when she thinks no one's paying attention or looking, she goes down and, and talks to him or tries to be by his side. But in front of others, she's making a show of being like captainy and, and detached. She will go through his stuff. She'll look at it and she'll, uh, I don't know, check for anything that might have information, give her a clue into like, what's Trevor been up to since I left? Does he have a girlfriend? (laughs) So another night passes, and you pass fairly close to Roth. You can see the city rising up in the distance. You see the palace. So you you mark your passage past Roth um, as you head down the coast, and you watch essentially the sprawl of, of Edgerton become the trees and the shoreline and it's it's a strange feeling is you feel like it hasn't been that long since you were on that road heading south to quarter's end the first time but so much has happened suddenly in in the distance you see high on the cliffs the looming stone monastery of quarter's end in front of the monastery you see which you could swear was not there when you were last at Quarter's End. The Silver Sisters have built a dock and have built a road, staircase. It's hard to tell from this distance, leading to the dock. Upon sighting this, you see Wedge and Biggs visibly relax and exhale because they weren't really sure where you were going to dock or park this boat or how you were going to get up there because they knew there was no dock there. Well, that would have been a plan gone awry if we hadn't uh, had a dock built. I do, I do like this idea that, that Biggs and Wedge are the only two who know how to actually sail this ship. Silway <laughs> so got into Tearfall. Yeah, yeah, for she, sure. She, with, a, with a natural Which 20, that 20 she did? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, she, she basically Tokyo drifted into, into the harbor. And now she's convinced she's a proper captain. Are you going to pilot the ship in or are you going to let... Biggs and Wedge do their work. 
Biggs and Wedge can do the work. They seem capable. Okay. All right. So I will roll for Biggs and Wedge and see how they do. Uh-oh. Hang on. I was hoping I could avoid a roll if I just said they could do it. <laughs> well, you can. They can't. Can I Can I roll for... Um, Give them advantage. If you want to advise them and, or like, I mean, if you're paying attention, you can give them advantage. I'll give them advantage. Yes. I'll, I, I'll, I, uh, I want to hear Ames give, give boat advice. I, I just rolled a nat 20 on my random. What would happen if I rolled a d20? God. There you go. She's very good at, at advising them. I think she is. I think we have established that Silly is an excellent sailor. I think... She was actually like formally taught how to at least captain she, she was ship, basically brought up on ships but um so it, it's not quite as awesome of a maneuver as you pulled in tearfall but the boat docks perfectly gently and there are actually silver sisters there on the dock waiting for you and biggs and wedge toss the lines down to them and they tie you off and they extend the gangplank it's almost as if they knew you were coming ahoy Dockside. <laughs> so, uh, Biggs and Wedge are um, bringing down the sails and like tying the rigging and doing all of the the ship stuff. Um, Dookie seems content to stay on board. Um, he seems to be obsessing over his tunic. Dookie, I cannot allow you to present yourself in quarters end with that disgustingly dirty torn tunic. You need to stay on ship and mend that. <laughs> I so want to do Dookie's voice, but I won't. <laughs> In case it's not obvious, Rachel's not with us. Okay, Dookie here. <laughs> Who's going to get off first? Um, I think Silway would, unless Nomani is eager to greet her sisters. Nope, she has quite obviously pulled up her hood over her head. Oh, has she now? All right, well then Silway will descend the gangplank in very captain-y fashion to greet the sisters. As you descend the gangplank, there are... Uh, Two sisters in the full dress plate that you associate uh, with the Silver Sisters. But there are also two other sisters, and these were the sisters that actually tied up the ship, who are actually wearing um, tunics, like finely embroidered uh, tunics. And as you look closer at the at the Silver Sisters, at both the ones in the embroidered tunics as well as the ones in armor, you notice that they have slightly different symbols uh, on their armor. Like you're used to seeing the, the, the Silver Sisters symbol that is like the ring that you're wearing, but the ones on the tunics seem to be a variation of it. Well, then she will uh, descend down the gangplank in a very casual fashion and uh, stop in front of the sisters. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, we are in need of a healer. One of the sisters in an embroidered tunic, a young woman with dark hair and olive-colored skin, steps forward and she bows her head to you and she says, Mother Arcus awaits you up in the keep. We will attend to your ship. Uh, we will need a way to transport um, the young man who needs healing. Do you have a wheelbarrow or... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a tensor's floating disc or something? Yes, permit us to do that. We will take care of him. You will bring him to the the keep? She nods to you. And you will do this while I we all walk together at the same time? She nods to you. Excellent, excellent. All right. Sabadine, Nomani, bring Trevor. And, and the dragon, probably. Nomani, as you exit the ship, 
the two in the embroidered tunics, who you know as being members of the, the servient branch of the Silver Sisters, both smile very warmly to you. She keeps her head down and simply... Um, is Trevor is Trevor petrified, or is he just like... He is unconscious. He's alive, but... She's, she's fireman carrying him. The, the Silver Sister who's been speaking to you says, Please, sister, we will attend to him. The mother wishes to see you. I'm sure she does. You see the, the Silver Sister close her eyes, and she begins to make arcane motions with her hands, and a silvery disc appears before her. Please lay him down. She holds firm. This man is my responsibility. I will deliver him. And she waves her hand, and the disc disappears. All right, shall we go then? So, you begin to ascend this... It's almost like a path. Uh, it's, it's Or a, a, a narrow road that winds its way up the cliffside. And it seems to be made out of that same whitish silver stone that the keep itself is made out of. It does not seem to match the cliffs... Like, it's, it's a different stone or material altogether. You rise, you, you follow this road upwards, and you find yourselves once again in the central square of Quarter's End. To your right is the Eternal Flame, renewed from your last adventure in Quarter's End, burning brightly. Gone are all of the various stalls and temporary tents and so forth that were set up for the festival. The grounds are very quiet, with mostly Silver Sisters wandering around, though you do see around the inn quite a few people. Ahead of you in the center of the square is the statue of the hero, and to your left is the keep itself. The two Silver Sisters in plate armor, who are acting as sort of an escort and a vanguard, don't pause in the square. They continue marching through the gates of the monastery itself, and up to the large wooden doors. The Silver Sisters don't stop. They lead you into the monastery, through the Great Hall, in, into the antechamber, before the enormous doors that mark the Great Hall of the Silver Sisters. They take up positions on either side of the door, and they wait for you to enter. Well, this is a little ominous, but these are good people. They will help us. Right, Nomani? You know this place, right? Nomani, you do not. You've never actually been in the Great Hall itself. Oh, okay. Everything you've known and heard and everything that it's only... Only Silver Sisters who have received their ring are permitted in the Great Hall. As it is Mother Arcus's domain. You know that that is where the ceremony takes place. To receive your ring. But it's only upon completing your trial that you are permitted entry. Fair enough. The Silver Sisters to either side of the door make no effort to bar your entry. She's definitely got like a Arthas returning to Lordaeron vibe about her. Less murdery, <laughs> but like still I was gonna the, say, this is going to end well. <laughs> no, yeah, but still just that kind of like cloak forward, face obscured, just like almost looks like she doesn't look happy to be here. So as, as they cross into the Great Hall, I think Silway's going to do that thing where she kind of like spins on her heel and walks backward while like looking at the people behind her just to like make sure they're able to get in and 
Alright. Everyone everyone ready? Lead the way. Hmm. Are you here? This this is the Great Hall world. My hope is Mother Arcus will be able to help Trevor. Numan, you've been here before, right? No. Really? Thought you were a silver sister. She's not answering that. I thought you were a silver sister. <laughs> <laughs> she continues to ignore you. Alright then. This'll go well. And into the Great Hall they go. As you are about to open the door, as you reach forward to open the door, it swings open inward on its under on its own accord. The three of you enter, and the doors close behind you. You walk forward through the enormous hall, its ceiling a hundred feet, if not more, overhead, held aloft by enormous pillars. As you walk in, you feel like a little bit lifted. Is there like an altar or any flat surface that would be uh, a good place to put Trevor? There is not. It is mostly an empty room with um, marble tile leading up to a, a kind of a, a little bit of a raised dais. It's, it's maybe a step up. And seated there on a very plain chair, you see Mother Arcus, who is smiling warmly at you. Ah, Mother, Mother Arcus, we meet again. You can't see her face, but like there's def you can almost audibly hear Nomani just like blink in confusion. <laughs> As you approach the front of the Great Hall, Mother Arcus just smiles at you, her silver eyes practically gleaming. It is so good to see you as well, Silvia Siliath. Indeed. Nomani, dear. And she waves her hand, and you see two stone blocks looking very much like the stone of the castle and the stone of the road that you just traveled appear in front of you. Please, put that boy down. Oh, is that the trick? Nomani, could you? She doesn't wait for Silway's back in, but she does at least heed Mother Arcus and uh, steps forward and gently lays Trevor down across the stones, kneels in a quick bow before Mother Arcus and then steps back. Before you can rise from your bow, Mother Arcus extends her hand and holds it over you and says, Please, not yet. Before you rise, Nomani Cloudcrest, you left here an aspirant to the Silver Sisters. Through darkness you have traveled and you have returned having done a great good for this world. You rise, no longer an aspirant, but as a silver sister, full in true. You have done well, my child. And she turns her hand over as if to help you up. She tilts her head back, stunned for a moment. But I I fail. The, the town is lost and he's still... And she's kind of gestures to Trevor before her. Oh, we will talk about him, but you must understand, child, absolute victory is so very rare, if not impossible. Yes, the town was maybe partially lost, but the darkness is gone. You saved the other city. You rescued this boy. That is a win, and in this world you must take what you can. You did good. You did not fail. I am very, very proud of you. She looks back down at Trevor and thinks for a moment, 
and then grabs Mother Arcus's hand. And it's not hesitant. She helps you up. She smiles at you. And as you stare into her eyes, you feel as if you're looking into infinity. As if you can see thousands of years reflected back at you. It is at once inspiring and annihilating and overwhelming. It's as if nothing else exists but for those silver eyes. And a moment passes, and you realize she's no longer holding your hand, though she is still in front of you, smiling at you. And as you look down at your hand, you realize there is a silver ring upon your finger. She kind of stares at it for a moment, and whatever mopiness had been around her, whatever cloud that is, just breaks, and she stands up and throws her hood back, and of course it grabs all of her hair with it, and it's just a rat's nest now, but she doesn't seem to care. She's standing maybe even straighter than either Silway or Zeb have ever seen her stand. So now let us look at this poor, poor boy. Such a shame what happened to him. Caught in forces beyond his understanding, I should think. But not beyond your understanding, right? She ignores you. She walks over to Trevor, and she leans down over him and smooths back his hair, and just kind of, like, caresses the side of his cheek, as she just sort of smiles at him. Poor, poor boy. And then she looks up at you, Silway, finally answering your question. I cannot save him. Or perhaps that's not incorrect. I cannot save him alone. Your friend has come under the spell of powerful shadow magic. His soul, I guess you could say, has been separated from his body. I believe it is being held by one of the Arch Fae. Oh, not them again. Yes, I'm afraid so. Awful, awful people. Meddlesome bunch. If I had his soul, I could return it to his body. But I cannot retrieve it. For it is being held in the Shadow Realm. Ah, oh, of course it is. Back in we go. Do you know which fe- which Archfey? Ah, uh, yes. Shinnok. God dang it. Yes, they're all doing things now. Katsith, Garrisith, Shinnok, Kassir, making right mess of things, but I think you'll set it right. At least I hope you will. You have been in my eye quite a bit, Silway Asiliath. I confess I lost you for a bit, but then the world changed, and suddenly there you were, back again. I... Hold on. Venture to guess you had something to do with this. You were involved in that? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. It wasn't just me. What do you... You were involved a little bit in the world changing. I was one of several involved, involved in the world changing. a little bit in the sun going in the other direction. I do not think that a little bit is sufficient to describe what your role might have... What, what happened? Well... <laughs> You know how Rotan burned down a city and the rest of us all kind of helped? Well, then we did the same thing to the world. 
Well, I am learning new things every day. <laughs> I told you, stick with me and uh, big things happen. While you're talking, two silver sisters dressed in all white, wearing white veils, approach from either side and begin to tend to Trevor. Um, they seem to be casting spells over him. Um, you could make an arcana check if you wanted to try to figure out what spells. What are you doing exactly? I, oh, uh, Mother Arcus just sort of waves you away. Don't worry about them, dearie. They are merely protecting the boy and making sure no further degradation occurs. Degradation? A body cannot live for long without its soul. But come, you've come a long way. You must be hungry. I, I confess I don't have a feast prepared for you, but surely you must eat. And I have a small meal, and we will talk further about your, the next part of your journey. Right, our journey back to the Shadow Realm, to confront an archfey for the soul of a young boy. And she leads you. Um, out of the chamber, but not out of the grand doors that you entered, but off up through some side doors and through a series of hallways. And all the hallways are filled with almost artifacts of, of history and tapestries depicting, you know, moments, some that you recognize of Tyran history, Silway, um, and Cetian history and Rothian history. Um, as you wind through these corridors and you find yourself on a terrace overlooking the sea and there's a table and there is a meal prepared there for you roast chicken and vegetables there's a jug of wine water pitchers and there are six chairs around the table and you notice standing off to the side almost as if she's hiding in the shadows Another silver sister, or maybe an aspirant? She looks young. Cassie, what does she look like? She is dressed sort of like a silver sister, except there's no insignias on any of her robes or anything, and they're all fairly tattered. Like, they've seen better days, but it's almost like it was intentional. This sort of rag-like appearance. And the thing that you notice first are, are these twisting horns coming off of the top of her head. And her hair is this really dark purple with blackish roots. And her skin is like a... It's like the purple part of a bruise, but all over. Uh, she is pretty... She's not a child, but she's definitely not an adult. And her long whip-like tail is flicking sort of irritably underneath her robe as she gazes off into the distance. Very staged. She's standing there like she was expecting people to come in at any point. And as you, the group of you enter, Mother Arcus says, and it doesn't seem like she's yelling. In fact, it seems like she's speaking at her natural tone. But what comes out is much louder. As long as, it's almost like it's magically echoing. Phantominia, do come over here. So Phantomina is actually going to toss that thaumaturgy right back, and her voice is going to echo, fine, not because you told me to. <laughs> Nomani Silway 
Zebedine, give me a perception check. Damn. Uh, natural one. Namani is actually a little bit distracted, probably smirking at uh, the back talk. 21. 21 perception for Silway. Okay. Silway and Zebedine, you're, you're kind of like, you, you want, part of you wants to be like, did I just hear that? But it almost sounds like Mother Arcus was growling. Like it was this deep kind of reverberating <laughs> growling in her chest. Oh, that's perfect. She's purring. <laughs> I, do, we have, do we have to talk at the, uh, the, the loud voices? Why, why is everyone shouting? Mother Arcus takes a seat at the head of the table. She gestures for you to sit down. And I also realized I mispronounced Cassie's character's name, but I'm actually loving the mispronunciation, so I think Mother yeah, Arcus is going to keep doing that. It's it's Fantamina. Fantamina. And Fantamina's going to sit not opposite Mother Arcus, but she's going to sit at the far end of the table. <laughs> I, and I don't think, Cassie, since you're, you're just getting to, to know these characters and we didn't describe them, um, I think it's important to know that Zebedine is also a tiefling. Oh, even better. Hello. <laughs> tiefling solidarity. <laughs> Woo! Another tief. <laughs> it's my legal obligation as a bisexual to play a tiefling character at some point, so... Wait, is that a thing? I, I wasn't aware that that was a thing. It's a joke, mostly. Because <laughs> I'm out of compliance, if that's true. <laughs> it's compliance. a joke, sort of. <laughs> sort of. I'm going to report you to the queer police. <laughs> yeah, I you obviously don't hang out enough on D&D Twitter. Like, clearly. Yeah. Ames, we've had reports that you uh, haven't played a tiefling. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to revoke your bisexual card. So sorry. God damn it. Uh, good to know. My next one-off character is a tiefling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we got to get you back in compliance. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, we so we've got we've got two tieflings, one standing, one sitting, silently laughing at the one that is standing at the farthest end of the table from Mother Argus. Oh, Zebedine, do come and sit down. Really? Uh why? Does it make a difference? Well, it's polite, and I should think you'd like to be polite, dear old Mother Arcus. Well, I'm unlikely to fall asleep if I stay standing, so uh, that, that seems... I uh, promise what I have to say to you should keep you awake. Well, if you insist. I do. And he goes, um, and he sits down, and then he uh, leans back in his chair and puts his feet up on the table. <laughs> and then he winks at Fantamina. <laughs> I guess I did ask for that. So tell me, what do you know of the Shadow Realm? It's inhabited by this very awful little man. <laughs> First thing, most important thing. <laughs> so you are aware, though, that the Shadow Realm is not necessarily a contiguous place. It is more principalities ruled by powers that seize the shadow and twist it to its own, their own designs. I believe your friend is being held as, well, I'm not sure. Could be bait. It could very well be ransom by Shinnok in the heart of her shadow domain. Now, if you want to retrieve him and find his shadow, you will have to journey there and recover his soul. And 
And then she looks pointedly at you, Silway. I do not know what form this soul will take. Only someone who knows him and who cares for him will truly be able to see him for who he really is. Wait, so his soul has a shape? Of course. All our souls have shape. Just as your being has shape when you go into the Shadow Realm. It takes a form. So the shape that we take in that realm, is that our souls or our beings? Both. It's a manifestation of your soul, so to speak. It's complicated and a bit existential, but in the simplest terms, yes, it is a projection of your soul. So if I want to find Trevor, I'll have to start caring about him. Yes. Start. Start, yes. Hmm. Okay. Well... We went there once, we can go there again. Shinnok's minions didn't give us much trouble last time. Yes, I, I suspect you are more than capable, but I should say that I cannot take you to the Shadow Realm. My magic comes from another source. You will have to find someone who can wield the Shadow Magic. I believe you have met some who can wield shadow magic. I believe they call themselves the Witches of the Shrouded Isle. Right, that portal that I tried to learn and memorize. Yes, it is a secret passed on. It is ancient magic. Far older than, well, even the city that you call home. You must find one of these wise women, and they will take you to the Shadow Realm. Only I had some way to contact the witch. <laughs> I happen to know of another. To the south. She goes by the name of the wise woman of the wood. She could take you there. She's on the mainland. Yes. Because I could talk to a witch right now, and Silway pulls a feather out of her bag. I'm pretty sure Silway has it. I don't know if she actually does her. She did. Silway okay. did have it. Well, that's going to be a problem for us later, but maybe not. <laughs> yes, but could she... I'm sorry. I, I guess you could do that. I don't. Is that... That that feather will summon her? They were rather vague about it, honestly. They, it was... There was a way to get in touch, and they would, they would help and send aid. I don't know how swiftly. Yes, that is the problem, isn't it? But I leave it up to you, if you wish to call upon your friend for help. You could do that, or you could see this woman... But regardless, one of these wise women, these wielders of ancient magic, will be able to take you to Shinnok's realm. And there you will find your friend, or his soul at least. So you should do that, and that will save him, but... And then she turns her gaze to you, Nomani. That is not all I need you to do. Nomani, you have made me very proud. But I have a new charge for you. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Well, dear Phantominia here has proven to be quite a handful, and I believe she needs a guide, a teacher of sort, as she continues to learn and grow into who she will become, and you, Nomani, will be that guide. She is your charge, your aspirant. Nomani looks down the table and starts sizing up Fantamina. So Fantamina is absolutely bristling under 
everything that was just said, like being talked to like she's not there, being talked to like she's a child, which technically she is, but so as as Nomani's gaze flicks around and Phantomita is just sort of playing with the flame of the candles that are right in front of her, she looks over and she dims the candles that are down at her end of the table, but the fire that's reflected in her eyes actually increases, so you just see these like glowing pinpricks down at the bottom of the table. This just makes her smile, and it's not like a, oh, how cute kind of smile. It's more of like a, oh, we're going to have fun kind <laughs> of smile. I think we can work with this. Good. I know you can. Now, if you'll excuse me, and you notice Mother Arcus has not touched a bite of food, I must be off. There are many more Many things for me to attend to. Um, uh, should you take time, decide what you are going to do, we will speak once more before you're off. Nomani, uh, you are of course welcome to remain here in your chamber or stay with your fellow sisters in the militant house. Phantominia, you will remain, of course, in your dormitory. I would be very disappointed to learn that you had wandered away to the inn yet again. Zebedine and Silway Isiliath, I am sorry I cannot offer you accommodations here, for it is against the order for anyone outside of the order to remain within these walls. But I have secured a room or rooms for you at the inn. I thought I was honorarily a member. And she holds up her, her ring. Yes, well, there is members and then there are sisters and uh, should you like to walk that path i would be honored to receive you but i'm afraid you may not be ready for the sacrifices it involves no definitely not there's the twitch duty involved for my my taste yes i know duty is something that rankles you and you have quite a bit already put upon your shoulders indeed well, I suppose we'll be at the, the inn. And you'll probably need someone to take you. Absolutely. I don't know where the inn is. Uh, we probably could use some protection, maybe? Well, they don't know this town like I do, so I should probably go along. Absolutely. Very well, Phantom Minion. But remember, if you are not back by not last bell... You're going to banish me with this party? <laughs> oh no, child. I'm going to have you transcribe the lexicon of Rothian delicacies a hundred times. Well, then I'm going to learn a lot about Rothian delicacies. I like this girl. Namani subtly rotates her wrist and, like, clenches her hand. You say that. Very well. Farewell to you. Until later, then. Uh, oh, one more thing. Uh, maps. Do you, like, do you have maps of the Shadow Realm? That would, that would be nice. Hmm, interesting concept, mapping the Shadow Realm. You see, the Shadow Realm is ever-changing and twisting. I'm not sure anyone has ever tried to map it. Okay, uh, so how are we going to find this soul? She looks over at Silway. You'll know. You'll know. Hmm, if you say so. Well, great. All right. <laughs> I'm ready to die. Let's do this. He gets up. To the inn. Okay. 
you exit the keep and cross the square, it is literally a, I don't know, a couple hundred paces from the entrance to the keep to the inn. And uh, you find the mood of the inn to be fairly relaxed. It's not terribly busy, not rowdy, sort of conversational, like a nice family restaurant. The lack of rowdiness makes Silway a little bit uneasy in a way that she can't really explain. But she'll find a seat and settle in with the, the party here. Okay, you all sit down at a table and a waitress comes up and she doesn't even ask. She just brings you four mugs of ale and then a glass of water and sets it in front of Fantomina. No, Nomani kind of holds up a, wait, 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 hold on. Would you, would you tell Foxwell that we need the special reserve we are celebrating tonight? Yeah, and I'm going to need one of those, too. Oh, is your missy? You're one of those, are you? I don't think Mother Arcus would like you drinking like that. I don't think Mother Arcus likes much of anything, so, you know. What she doesn't know doesn't hurt her, Penny. I don't know. She's got strange powers. Mess with your mind. But does she ever come down here? When have you ever seen her down here? Well, no, don't. She doesn't come down here, but, like... She's kind of spooky. Yeah, but she'll be spooky at me. She's not going to be spooky at you. You didn't do anything wrong. For all that she knows, you were bewitched by me. Give me a persuasion check. Uh, 16. Okay. She's kind of like eyes you a little bit warily and then shrugs. Hey, suit yourself. Our little secret. It's okay. Hey, Foxwell, special reserve all around. And she actually rings a bell. Ding, 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 ding. And then she comes back with the special reserve blend. Or the special reserve, which is actually a... Well, what is it, Mike? Is it a, is it a wine? Is it port? Sherry? No, it's going to be a bourbon barrel aged barley wine. <gasps> yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so that is what she comes back with. It comes in mini kegs, mini casks. And she sets an individual one down in front of each of you. <laughs> And then you all get oh your own gosh, little mug. Oh, this is my kind of place. You're not going to narc, are you? And Fantamina looks over at Nomani. Nomani looks at her and says, I ordered the damn things. Okay, good. I was just, just checking. I don't know. You seemed pretty keen. Yeah, but seriously, be careful. This stuff will knock you on your ass. I don't care how tough you think you are. Challenge accepted. Yeah, all right. Whatever. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. And she takes too big of a sip and all but cops fire. <laughs> hmm, that's warm. I like that. That's good stuff. <laughs> oh gosh, now I kind of want to pour myself a second drink so I can have a little, what do you want to call it, method acting here. <laughs> I mean, if you want, like... You should do this in real time. So these are mini casks in front of us? Yes. All right, so somebody's going to pick hers up and like basically uh, open the spigot into her mouth. Who are you guys? <laughs> okay, don't don't choke, don't choke. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, that's good. Oh, all right, Nomada, you just got a lot cooler. <laughs> so uh, that's that's the way this evening's looking. Yeah, fine by me. Zebedine pulls out a long knife, jams <laughs> <laughs> oh. it into the other side of the of the little keg, don't pops shot. the cork off, and then <laughs> shotgun. Shotguns. <laughs> she looks. Part, at least partially horrified. Don't shotgun it. You're going to waste it. Well, 
That's what the second one's for. What's a shotgun? Enjoy. I was going to say, I like how shotgunning is a verb here. I'm, I'm going to heavy crossbow this. <laughs> it goes in all at once, real fast, and then you have to take a while to reload. <laughs> all right, here's the question I've been wondering for a while. Nomani, you're a, you were not a sister before? You are now? Uh, yep. She wiggles, she wiggles her ring. Is that why you were all goth vibey? With your hood and stuff before? No. Okay. So, so short version, I was an initiate. And when you're just about done being an initiate and about to become a full sister, you have to do a thing called a pilgrimage. Pay attention. Uh, are we going with Phantomina? Do you have something else that you prefer? Well, that's my name, so. Well, what? You prefer short version or I don't know. Fanny? We can call you Fanny. Well, if you want the if you want the long version, it's Phantomina Gloomdark, but Phantomina's probably fine. So you go on a thing called a pilgrimage, which is sort of it's like your it's like a test to see how well you function on your own and can function in the world without the support structure of the sisters behind you. And depending on your training, you do some kind of she's getting a little sloppy at this point, to do some kind of service. Uh, you know, you might d- develop a new spell on your own or fight off the some banditry or something like that. Or, you know, try and go into the shadow world and save a town from being bewitched by a sentient statue. Save is a little generous there. That's well, doing a lot of lifting. <laughs> but you're, 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 you're not supposed to turn back to the sisterhood for help because the whole point is to like show that you can do things on your own and that you can work with the other people in Roth and you know ideally Akvani as a whole but so when we were like when we would we Shannock got away and Trevor and the town was still gone and Trevor was uh, Sorry again, Zoe, about your boyfriend. We'll, He's not my boyfriend. We'll get him back. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Whatever you say. He's your boyfriend. Your boyfriend is in the Shadow Realm and we have to go get him. That is so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> not getting just his soul. Oh, even more romantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Teenagers are so annoying. <laughs> I'm practically an adult. Thank you. Wait, so wait, they may be cl- really close to the same age. Yeah, Zoe is all of nineteen, I think. Should be twenty I, by this point. I think Nomani is just slightly younger than Zoe at this point as well. Okay. I was also I was actually thinking nineteen for her as well. How old is Zebedine? Since you're basically around a couple of a bunch of teenagers, yeah. a bunch of babies. I, I let's say fifties. Oh wow, yeah, he's running around with a bunch of babies. Yeah, I think he's he's been kind of having a midlife crisis all of his life too (laughs) so you heard about a town that was in trouble you came to investigate you found trevor sort of yeah and so when we couldn't get him back and none of my magic was working and you started sailing us back here it was just kind of like well that whole plan is kind of fucked and i'm gonna have to do another one so but apparently uh nope and she wiggles the ring again and just kind of admires it for a minute. That ring's pretty great. It gives you fire resistance. I have so many questions. <laughs> Let's go with, how do you have 
How does, how did, how, how? How's a good question. Or why? How and why? What was that reception? Oh. Do, do you know how many times I've I've actually met Martha Arcus? Once! Tonight! Oh, sure, she's, like, addressed, you know, the class before, but that's different from, like... Count yourself lucky that you've only seen her the once. There's a story. I need a story. Oh, all right, settle in, settle in. Story time. Also, I need a second. Okay, what what is her deal? There's something going on there that I do okay, not... Well, so, oh, this is a whole thing. So, back when I met Rotan, and she kind of looks over at Zebedine, like, that guy, that we, that was here, it was in Quarter's End, and, um, well, we, we kind of did a favor for, for we, we saved the festival, you know the festival? The festival, the big one, with the light, the fires, and the stuff. The festival? The festival. The festival, The obviously. festival. I know the festival. We came, the, we were at the festival, and the sorceress came, and, like, you know, up there and tried to destroy everything and we chased her back and we chased her out and, you know, it, we won. And that's, that's, yeah. That was you guys? Yeah, yeah. You know, that fire, the eternal fire or whatever. It went out. Well, not very eternal if it goes out. <laughs> that's what I said. It's not eternal if it goes out, but whatever. Maybe you, were you two here when that happened? Yeah, that was like two years ago. Right. That was right before I got here, so no, but... I agree. No, it was a shit show. Well, it sounds like it. Well, anyways, a sorceress did that. So that's what I met by the the first time. And then we left. We did a thing. Burned down a city. Whatever. Um, And then we came back. and (laughs) Zebedine raises a finger and then just decides to let it go. (laughs) Takes another drink. And then we came back a year later from the next festival and relit the flame. And that was apparently, you know, a big deal. So, they gave us rings. And I thought it would be a member, but apparently a member is different than a sister. Who knows? Yeah, well, you haven't gone through, you know, training and oaths and... No, that all sounds terrible. Yeah, you did the right thing in skipping all that nonsense. Yeah, I got the cool ring. What else do you need? So anyways, she owed me a favor, so I brought Trevor here. She owed you... Okay, I'm just... She owed you a favor. You, you, seem, you seem confused. Nope, it's just... It's just a... It's just a lot to take in. It's been a, it's been a day. It's been a day. You, you go from, you go from thinking that everything you've been working for is out the window to the opposite to also these randos you met a week ago turn out to be besties with, uh, the, the matron of your order. And, uh, uh, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's what it is. It's a lot. Stick with me, kid. You'll see a lot more. You both are so young. (laughs) I'll have you know that I am the second oldest person here. (laughs) He raises a glass to you. (laughs) All right. Well, so now that you're a silver sister, what do you, do you stay around the keep and walk around like those guards at the dock? Um, well, I mean, I'm not going to because we have another task ahead of us but it's a whole kind of like follow your bliss sort of thing as long as you know and, so you're coming with us good 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 yeah no i'm gonna help you get your boyfriend's soul back not my boyfriend i don't know it's a lot of trouble to go to for someone you're not romantically involved with he's a, a very good friend Mm-hmm. i'm sure and because you have to babysit me i get to come with you right yeah 
I'm looking forward to that, actually. You seem cool. I like you. You, you sneak out of the, the keep sometimes and come down here? <laughs> sometimes. Basically every night. I'd live here if I could. I like you even more now. How do you do it? Where, where's, your, where's your secret entr entrance? If I told you that, it wouldn't be a secret. Oh, you can trust me? Maybe someday. Oh, Maybe someday. Fine. I'll keep you in mind. Here's the real question. How often are you caught? <laughs> Not as often as you might think. Well, you need to work on that. To give you some tips. Well, I've gotten better. Here's a question for you, Phantomina. Mm hmm why, why are you trying to be a silver sister? <sighs> I'm not. And then she's going to toss down the rest of her glass. Okay, I didn't... It wasn't even my idea, to be honest with you. I was strong-armed into this, and it's not fair. And they would never do this to an adult. Just saying. Uh, who... who uh... Who strong-armed you into into doing this? The mighty mother herself. Who else? Really? I would like to hear a bit more about that. Me too. Sounds like uh, you and Mother Arcus have more of a history than, than you've led on up to this point. Uh, well, apparently you're not allowed to be an orphan in the city trying to practice... <sighs> well, trying to practice medicine, but also... I was working down by the graveyard, and I sometimes talk to those spirits, and, you know, a budding necromancer. You're not allowed to do that in this town without your mother herself stepping in and saying, You can't do that. You're a child. You must be led and taught. Your power will go out of control if you don't. So you have to come to class now, and you're going to be one of us, and you don't get a choice because I'm going to take over your hovel. Well, that only makes sense. I mean, necromancy is evil magic. Uh, no. Sure it is. No. That's what everyone said back in theater. Well, uh, do you listen to what everyone says all the time? No, never, actually. Now that you think about okay, it. Okay, so oh. then <laughs> there you go. But it's chaos magic. So? Is that bad? Yes. That's the, that's what everyone says. Okay. <laughs> I thought Silway's the stodgy old person now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like how she's like I, I she's challenging Silway's ingrained like prejudices and beliefs that she has just from growing up in that town. Yeah, that, that's the only source of any of this. Just being told it over and over. There's a lesson out there, kids. <laughs> Necromancers are fine. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so you're you're being taught against your will. It was either that or, like, become some sort of ward of the city, and I, they made that sound really gross. Well, no, you don't want, don't want to be a ward. Never, never. But you could live on the streets. I lived on the streets when I when I ran away. That was fine. I tried. She brought me back every time. Did you Did you stay in Quarter's End? Well, I couldn't exactly afford to go anywhere else. Well, there's your problem. You got to stow away on a ship. There's a dock now. Yeah, yeah but and that's a, a fairly recent thing. <laughs> The, not... Well, now there's a ship. Yeah, I'm going to go on it. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Like, if I had thought about that sooner, I would have just built a ship. Did they, did they not have ships coming out of the dock? You make it sound really easy. I'm lucky I can sneak out and come to the inn. I mean, sneaking out's pretty easy. Running away is pretty easy. I know. This isn't the first time I've done it. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to make this happen. We're going to go do our thing, and you're going to go wherever you want to. And then I'll tell Margaret Marcus whatever you want to hear, whatever she wants to hear. You want to stay at Nightfall? You can stay at Nightfall. I know some people. We could describe the the horrible accident that you came to uh, while you were adventuring with us. A noble sacrifice <gasps> to save us. You yes. You kill me? Well, I mean... Wait, what? 
<laughs> I mean, metaphorically, obviously. Yeah, no. I mean, I would just real. heal myself. You wouldn't actually kill me. You'd have a hard time at Well, that. no, no. I mean, you seem like a decent sort, so. Yeah, I think I think killing you is something we'd really have to to work up to develop some real animals. <laughs> nope. No Don't one is kill killing. Friend. No one is killing Phantomina. Well, no. wow, this is way better than the conversations I usually have here. Well, just tell Mother Arcus that, oops, something went wrong. Oops, I'm in the shadow realms. Oh, she ran away. We couldn't stop her. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. But seriously, Nightfall, I know some people that can help you out. I'm not saying no. Oh, it's fantastic. To to that point, though, uh, she made a, a bunch of references to seeing us. Mother Arcus? Nah, I'm not a fan of that. That yeah, is a little creepy. That's true. I don't like being watched. She did say she couldn't see you, and he points that still way, for a period of time. Now, where were you during that period of time? I don't know if she said what time it was, but it was either that year that I was lost in time... Or the few months I spent on the Shrouded Isle. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have to take me on your adventures. This is a lot. <laughs> and she let me just go with you? Why? Wow. Okay. I'm sure she has some very important reason for that. Uh, she always does, doesn't she? Maybe this is your pilgrimage. Ugh. Like, I even want to be a sister. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a hassle. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> Yeah, but you chose to be right here. That's different. Well, okay. that Yes, that's true. Look, I got a job to do where you're concerned. So I got to keep you, you know, alive and, like, teach you shit as we do this thing. So that's why I'm, I'm going to do. But, because that's what I've been ordered to do. I guess I got to earn the ring. But... I kind of agree that if you don't want to join the sisterhood, you don't have to. Because it's supposed to be a thing that, like, it's supposed to be service willingly given, not, like, coerced. Because then you're, I mean, then you're no good to anybody. Awesome. The money's on board. Well, hold on. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds like what you just said. I, well, I was going to say, what you you gotta I give appreciate- me a chance to finish because this is slowing me okay. down. She points at the okay, second go. empty cask in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go. Th- we go through this thing together, and and you show that like you can kind of control your magic and use it for a greater purpose, and and all that. We we save her boyfriend, not the boyfriend, and all that kind of fun stuff. And if it's not something if you don't if you don't find the fun in it and you don't want to keep going down this road then we'll talk to mother arcus and make sure that you don't have to find another path for you yeah that's like the nicest thing anyone said to me in about six months (laughs) (laughs) all right it's settled but we do have the kind of way we have to Insofar as the rules are defined for us, we do kind of have to stick with the rules. Oh, that's gross. We, hey, listen, listen, listen. We were told we have to be back by first bell, right? Right? Yeah, that was like half right? an hour ago. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I was going to say, didn't say anything about what happens after first bell, but now we have- It a- could be first bell tomorrow. 
They never specified what day. I like the way you think. Mother Arcus does not strike me as somebody who is liberal with the interpretation. <laughs> well, then she probably sentences. needs. <laughs> she probably needs to be more descriptive. Nalani starts rotating her wrist again. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Do you know how many books I've transcribed? Like so many. That's why I know Elvish now. Oh, you had that one too. I love that she makes you transcribe books. I had to do that too. Ugh. But but seriously, the cookbook. No, you don't want the. You don't want the cookbook. Why? You don't want the cookbook. <laughs> What's wrong with the cookbook? Do you hear this? And she's cracking her, like, you can hear her wrist popping like a ratchet as she rotates it. Ew, uh... Yeah, it didn't do that before. What'd you do? Foxwell was hosting Nightfall Night. You can't and... miss Nightfall Night. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, maybe it was a little bit worth it. Yeah. I did well, but the point is... Uh... I couldn't hold my sword for a week. And then, and it does this now. You need to do like stretches or something. All right. Well, you know what? Damage done. We're going to have one more and then I'll go back. I mean, it's already after first bell. Yeah. Just spitballing. What if we just went back to the ship? <gasps> oh my God. That's a good idea. Yes. We just go. And then we're, we have like on our own initiative. Right? Do you? Do you have to get any? Do you need to get anything from from the Abbey though? She kind of like gestures at her really like tattered clothing, and she looks at you like I, I don't have anything. Lucky for you, there's someone on the ship that can mend clothing. <laughs> okay, well I guess I do need to go get my staff and stuff. Leave it at that, but I can just like sneak in and get it and then come back out. If you want supplies, I'm going to Nightfall before we get to see the Witch of the Wilds or whatever it is. I have some contacts there. We can definitely hook you up with a better staff and some some clothing that is you know yeah okay well like uh, okay well this is the garb of my god so yeah I, I can't leave without the staff that's like kind of the only thing i got you can't replace the staff no it's i made it myself okay fine sneak in get the staff on the ship we'll sail out before wait we should probably find out where this person is she just said south maybe we should find out where we're going but it's okay i can i'll sneak in who do you need to talk to to find out where this witch is? I, Mother Arcus. How many witches are there? <laughs> well, you could distract her while I'm sneaking in. It's perfect. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll just talk to her tonight and say, I need to find out where we're going. Wake her up. She loves that. Ooh, I don't know. Did you hear that growl before? She might not hear What growl? Never mind. <laughs> I feel like they we're, we're creating a very terrible plan while drunk, and I love I, it. I, I want to, yeah, I want us to <laughs> drunk sneak in <laughs> to the... <laughs> Don't be, Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Stop saying suspicious. <laughs> suspicious. Okay. All right. So what's the plan here? What's the, um, how are you going to do this? Is it actually after first bell or are we just so drunk we think well, it's after first bell? Well, here's the thing. Bell? You didn't hear a bell. In fact, to your memory and... Uh, you know, in Namani, you know that the bells only sound within the keep. They don't actually sound out in the town proper. So you, in a way, have no way of knowing if it is actually past first bell. But you know first bell tends to be just after nightfall. So you're well past that. Okay. All right. So we need to get and find out where this this other witch is. And you need to get your staff, which you can do without the... You, you can do that on your own. You sting mm -hmm. all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But find getting... Talking to Mother Arcus tonight might be tricky. 
we may have to we may have to just regroup in the morning and and I think well well wait Mother Arcus said you shouldn't be sneaking out you didn't sneak out you've been under my expert supervision this entire time right yes yes yeah, absolutely right? yes yeah yeah uh-huh. and and we've been bonding oh so we've been bonding i hope yeah yeah you're so yeah. smart I... and then she like pets your face with her entire hand <laughs> so smart <laughs> she's so smart no see that no i think we got a plan also which window is yours um i don't know i haven't actually done this what i've always snuck out and stayed out wait wait hold on so you just walk back inside the next morning yeah what i mean the gate's open amateur <laughs> <laughs> Gates closed. We need to teach you. Come on, I'll help you Nobody sneak in. Nobody taught me. I'll help no, you sneak no. in. Come on. <gasps> okay, come here. Oh I want to try something. And she grabs, okay. uh, she grabs Fantamina. And I want to use my new level six feature, Steps of Night. As a bonus action, when I am in dim light or darkness, I can magically give myself a flying speed equal to my oh walking my speed for one minute. So I can fly... 30 feet per round, 10 rounds per... So I can fly 300 feet. It's worth pointing out that I can cast the fly spell. You guys okay. can fly? <laughs> <laughs> and they're just teaching me how to, like, put bandages on people? Uh, I oh have these two big wings on my back. <laughs> so, okay. Um, you can... You can... You can make... A, you could either cast the spell or you can make a strength check to carry her. Whichever, I leave it up to you. However you want to handle it. This is a drunken plan, so... This is a drunken plan, and there's a part of Noni that is like, I want to seem cool to my... How do you do, fellow kid? Like, it's not quite <laughs> that extreme. you are also but, a kid. But, right. I'm the cool babysitter, not the... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the... That's the, that's the... That's... Okay, so you are... Let's make a, I guess, uh, strength check to see if you can carry her. Yes! 19 plus 3. Okay, so how do you carry her? Does she just climb on your back? Or are you gonna? How are you gonna? I do think this? it's. I think it's bear hug, <gasps> and we should at the very least be able to get up and over the wall. Okay, so uh, give me a stealth check. Can I cast uh, darkness wherever we're gonna land? Sure. Because that that way, nobody can. Even if they have dark vision, they can't see through it necessarily. Yeah, just just a giant sphere of darkness. <laughs> no, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. <laughs> oh God, no! I rolled a natural twenty, but remember how I wear plate? Yeah. So it's dark, and you just hear this huge clatter. <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen. My my second roll was a seventeen plus one. Okay. Eighteen. So you, the two of you, launch into the air, and you rise up over the wall. And you take a look to take a moment to just look out at the town and out at the sea and at the keep itself. And it's just in your drunken haze. It just it looks so amazing. It just looks so small and the little flickers of flame. And then before you know it, you're over the wall and you're descending on the other side and you cast darkness in a corner against the wall where you think maybe it won't be noticed. And the two of you land. And all of a sudden you find yourselves in absolute darkness. Yeah, I'm okay. Are you okay? Yeah. I've never done that before. (laughs) 
What? We could have died. <laughs> That's funny. You know, thinking about it, I could have just cast invisibility on both of us. But you and the the darkness is sweet. This is cool. I I'm like just... this. This is better. I mean, I can't see a damn thing. But that's okay. We we got the wall here. We're just gonna follow the wall. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Okay, shuffle. the two of the two of you are creeping your way. Every movement, if 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 anybody could see you, is just so over exaggerated <laughs> in terms of you trying to sneak and then creeping further, and you're trying so hard to not look conspicuous that you look so conspicuous. We're off on a secret mission. We're off on a secret plan. <laughs> We're going to go and kill you, bro, as quietly as we can. And then... Great thought. You find yourselves at a crossroads. To your left is the dormitory and chambers of the Silver Sisters. And to your right is the dormitory for the initiates and the aspirants. And at this point, Zebedine turns to, to Silway and he says, So, uh... Are we following them? <laughs> they seem fine. They probably oh, should have cast fly on 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 her, but whatever. Zeb pulls out his pipe and <laughs> lights it. So he holds up a finger to Zeb and I'm like, hold on one second. There's a thing I've been meaning to do. Hold on. And she kind of uh-huh. does a little spell and goes into a bit of a trance state and then just says out loud, Rotan, Rotan, there are bounty hunters after you. Uh, and, and a bounty placed by the detective inspector, constable. No, there aren't. <laughs> He can't hear you. <laughs> I'm taking care of it, but watch your back. Oh, it's that spell. And she's still in that state. So Rotan can actually respond with a 25 words. You're doing, you're doing sending. sending. Yes. 25 words, Rotan. And, and Sylvia's clearly like kind of drunk and slurring her, her message. I could, I could literally tell you there's no way that this doesn't cut off in mid-sentence. It's, it's a 25 word limit, and I'm pretty sure I hit it at some point. I, I know that we, we just killed them all. <laughs> I can't respond. Nope, that's unless you cast the spell again. Hold up, one second. Cast <laughs> the spell again. How many were there? Tell me everything. I'm trying to get it canceled. I, I get 25 words. <laughs> 25 yes. words. Not that he would know that. Not that he <laughs> would know, know that. that. So he would just so keep I'm going to have to count on my head. Okay. Oh. <laughs> There were three, um... is <laughs> off a word. <laughs> and, uh, they attacked us in the desert, and we killed them. One was named... <laughs> Sammy Two Hops. You killed Sammy Two Hops? He did what? Hold on, I'm talking to my friend. <laughs> Rota, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Hold on, I need a better reception. <laughs> Silly burns all her spell slots. And she starts, Silly starts wandering around the courtyard, getting better reception. <laughs> Do you cast, you cast fending again? No, no I, think, I think that's it. I think she's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the two of you are sneaky, 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 and you get to the door, and the door is closed. It's not locked, but it is closed. Phantomine is just, she's going to do the thing where she thinks that she's being super quiet, but she pushes the door open and it's basically like she threw it open, maybe slightly quieter than normal, but she's been drinking. She don't know. That door swings wide open. Okay. Uh, Roll stealth check, both of you. I'm going to go ahead and roll at a disadvantage because she is quite drunk. 
<laughs> I'm rolling a disadvantage anyway, and uh, hey, guess what? Can it get worse than a four? It cannot. It could be a two. Did you get a two? I sure did. We're being so quiet. We're so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you are creeping your way down the hall. You climb the stairs, and you go up to one of the shared dormitories, for the Acolytes don't actually have their own chambers. They share it with a number of other girls. Oh, will you shut up? I'm trying to sleep. Okay, well, like, try harder. Oh, God. <laughs> You're the worst. I know. Don't forget. God, I should have set your boots on fire. Well, <laughs> see how that goes. Because I set the building on fire. <laughs> Infernal. <laughs> he doesn't affect me. It's fine. Oh, get out of here. You're not wanted here. Just go Ugh. away. We're trying to sleep. Happily. Enjoy being stuck here. What's going on? It's, the whispering is now erupting around the room. Is she, is she leaving? Oh, I don't know. All of you go back to sleep. Otherwise, the house mother's got to come in. It's going to be an old, old ordeal, and then everyone's going to have to transcribe. And uh, the girl rolls over and just, like, puts the pillow over her head. Noni kind of quirks an eye at, at Fantamina. You care about them. No. Don't tell them I said that. We heard it. God, you're not even trying to be quiet. Okay, well, I'll talk with my outside voice then. <laughs> Jesus. Well, then fine. I'll talk with my outside voice. Okay, then you're going to be transcribing when they catch you. Well, we'll both be transcribing. I already have to. I have nothing to lose. Oh, you say that. But then you gotta transcribe Percival's history of bullshit and look where you are. <laughs> I'm leaving. Look where you are. What do you mean you're leaving? Like, leaving. you're running away? No. I have a mission. Yeah, right. Well, do you have a mission? No, I've got, like, pottery class. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, well... Good luck with your pottery. I know you're actually going to do really good at that because you're very artistic. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Good night. I good night. Night. Sleep well. I will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the longest conversation we've had with an NPC who we don't know the name of. <laughs> I don't know why I keep forgetting your character's name, Cassie. I keep wanting to call her Philomena and it's... Glows. Fantamina. Fantamina. You cross the room to your bunk, and you look down on the bed, and there on the bed, sprawled out, is a map. And scrawled in the corner of the map, written in beautiful script, it says, Fantamina. Oh. And then next to the map, also on the bed, is a very big, very thick tome, entitled Rothian Delicacies. On top of it is a sealed ink pot. And a quill. And a little card that says, Nomani. Two copies, please. <laughs> you know, we'll just work on that on the road. Uh, well, that's about enough for now. Suppose we should leave some yarn to spin for next time. If you're liking the tale so far, wouldn't say no to a bit of kindness. You can... Leave us a note on your podcast app or drop us a line at multiclasstheater at gmail.com. And if the mood strikes you, you can leave us a little something at patreon.com slash multiclasstheater. A little 
little coin goes a long way, and we'd sure be appreciative. Not to worry. We'll keep telling the story till it's done. See you on down the road. Hundreds of miles away, Rotan is just standing there going, Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Still away? Are are you still there? Shut up, we're trying to sleep. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) 